Here it is going now, guys. Talk Norrisity here, back for week 13 yes. of the TNC podcast this week. We've got a man who's been very tough to get, a very busy schedule, <laughs> Mr. Michael Bailey. I think it's tag Bearded Bailey. Bearded it is a beard. Yeah, I think it's just being a dad. Right. Time's precious when you're a dad. It is, and uh, <laughs> we, we agree with that. Uh, so we are very honoured to have an hour and a bit of your time. Um, anyway, yes. for, the, for the people who have been living under a rock for the past 10 years, who are you, what do you do, and why are you here? <laughs> I don't know why I'm here. I'm hoping you'll tell me that's that. I suppose you're on rude. What's well, like it? fine. I like it. No problem. Uh, well, my name is Michael Bailey. I'm uh, Norwich City Corris- a Norwich City correspondent for the Eastern Daily Press, Norwich Even News, Pinkin.com, mm. and um, sports editor for Master TV. So yeah. do sports, all sorts, really, video, you? presenting, you, you journalist, F1 podcast, a Formula One podcast, the NRF one, if you're a Formula One fan, or a Norwich City fan, because you know, we had Stuart Weber on. So. Yeah, that's a bit of an exclusive, that one. Like that. Go and check it out. Um, okay. yeah, lots of stuff. Lots, a lot, I mean, a lot, a lot of stuff. Yeah, you do everything, basically. It is a lot. Professional beard grower as well. Yeah, I'm a hipster. Dressed for the occasion as well. Put on a shirt. I feel... Out of time as well. You should have seen me an hour ago. Shout out to Stuart Hodge, by the way, again. Hodgey! He he said he rocked up an hour late. And, uh, yeah. That is that's a record. He's isn't always it? worth the wait. He was. He, he was oh, worth to be fair. Oh, by the way, not getting any commentary out of me like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not touching that at all. Um, so I, I thought I'd throw these questions in at the start. Yes. EDP, mustard, pink, and everything. Yes. Best moment of your job so far since you've been doing it. Wow. What a question. Uh, in there from the start. I mean, I'm being greedy, really, because I I had a season ticket for ten years in the Barclay and, and saw absolute. Cool. in terms of successful football and since I've been doing the job um, promotions are galore really. well, it's, been, it's been been a nuts few years I think any Norwich City fan of a certain age will appreciate just how good it's been recently so what happened at Portsmouth was unbelievable but I think the Wembley experience in covering that game and I think from start to finish being completely aware of where I was and, and what mm. was happening in the context of the football club um, it's a cliched answer. It, it's a question we've asked sort of a lot of people that have come on here that have been sort of re- reporting on football on a professional basis. But did you feel like you lost any of that special feeling as a as a journalist? Would you have preferred to be there as a fan, or is that all part and parcel of, of the luxury of being able to follow yeah. football as a job? I think, part yeah. I mean, a part of me would have loved to have been in the stands with everyone, but the the re- the dynamic changes. The way when I when I started doing the job. I'm I'm still a Norwich City fan. I still mm. love the club and and hope all good things happen to it professionally because it does us a great favour when things are going well. Yeah. People think bad news sells. It's when it's going well that's what mm. does us the trick. Um, that relationship just changes. It's dif- it's different. You, I couldn't if I went and sat in the Barclay now it, it would it'd be it a bit weird. So to be in the mix zone in the bowels of Wembley interviewing the guys as they came through that that was you can't that, was, that, that can was, you? was that was special. It was and special. So it was a. It's yeah. It's a, it's a different. It's a different. Uh, different way of dealing with the relationship, but it, it's still there. And with all good things come bad. Worst ever moment in the job. Any kind of run-ins that you you look back uh, and go, "Oh, that wasn't great." Uh, <laughs> I spent I spent four months banned from talking to anyone at the football club. Did you? Um, back in the day. Exclusive. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I've, I've, I, I lose track of what I've told people. To be honest, <laughs> whether, whether I'm supposed to tell them or not, so which I probably do. shouldn't say. But Are you allowed to say what you um, Well, it was a few years ago now. It was under Paul Lambert and David McNally in those heady days. I think they took exception to one or two stories I wrote oh. because they didn't like them, not necessarily because they weren't true. I think there was a, a bit of Wes Houlihan speculation that didn't go down too well. Oh. Um, so I just wasn't allowed to talk to people until until we, we cleared the air, which we did eventually. But that was that was quite tough because you're trying to do your jobs and you're, and you're not getting to speak to people. Yeah, that's quite. But hard. you know, that they they would see that as a as a punishment for whatever they felt they were wronged, and you deal with it, and, and we all move the on. Side. I survived. Oh. I mean, I, I suppose you know journalists get banned every so often. It they happens. do. I think you have to have, to have that done to you to uh, call yourself a journalist, uh, do you? No, <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> Jack, have um, <laughs> we got any ideas? Yeah. Uh, all right, then, let's move into... Um, actually, I want to have a little little game, first of all. Obviously, okay. voting's coming up. Um, we're not going to get too political. That's not our place. Please but don't. if there was a Prime Minister of Norwich, completely hypothetical, running the football club, the Prime Minister... We need someone strong and stable, I'd say. The manifesto... What would be your selling point in your manifesto to convince the Norwich City fans to vote for you? Chris, we'll start with you. 
have a little scrimmage. What would it be? This is a bit. I, I'm not really up for this question. To Why? Be I'm just not. I don't know. Politics and you're no it's leader. Not pol- it's not He's politics. no leader. He's not, I'm not. I'm just. I'm just. Uh, yeah. Well, no one's getting your vote. Sorry, <laughs> Michael. I think um, you want to rally the troops. If you're talking about where we were last season, Carroll Road was a, a dismal place it was. at the time. No one's fault. Expectations levels were so high. They couldn't. As, as good as the season was in so many different ways, they couldn't match expectations, which made it feel like a massive mm. failure. So, come the start of this season, or the next season, you just want to rally people. You want to blow away the cobwebs. And it's easy to do it in the summer. We're in ideal election campaign. This is why all this stuff's going on with Stuart Webber, Daniel Farker. Everyone's really excited yeah. because there's no football to test it. It's amazing. All these players yeah, come in. Nice, They're great. Owen Tudor Jones. He's great. The Welsh international. He'll be awesome when it comes to the summer. We're unbeaten all pre-season. It's great. So in this period, you can do anything you want. There yeah. will be natural positivity. It all gets very tough when the season starts. And, but, you know, prime right. Just rally everyone. Get ready for the new season. Enjoy the ride. Get behind them. So Rawr. you're just utter optimism and you're just filling people with positivity. With no, real, point, with no real kind of reason to do well, so. You're just yeah, doing that's it. probably the fan talking to me because all <laughs> I'm going to write is, is um, objectively in terms of, well, I probably wouldn't do that yet. Because it's you've got to be so careful the baby doesn't go out in the mm. bathwater mm. at this stage of the season. But there's no way of testing it until the real stuff starts. And likewise, the guys making the decisions, certainly in terms of Stuart Webber, has proven he can do it before. Only once, true. But he has proven he can do it before. Yeah. So you know, I'd probably go for the popularism. Come on, people, let's get mind-blowingly optimistic about the next season, and oh, then we can have a massive down. Or you know, carry it on. As we go into next season, I will be completely objective and, and criticise it if I feel like it in the summer, though, just so everyone's aware. If anyone wants to vote for me, I'm going to go completely off the rails in terms of football. I'm going to go to food, because food is the way to everyone's heart, I think. Yep. You need to be fuelled to chant at Norwich City, at Cow Road. Bovril. Free pies for everyone. Bovril food? Are we taking oh, that? Yeah, Bovril food? No, yeah, apologies. Yeah, sorry about that. You don't chew it. It's not a meaty drink. Well, it looks like they're chewing it. <laughs> anyway, free pies for everyone. I've worked out... if. All 24,000 home fans get it. Probably only going to cost about 10 grand a game. Well, are you going to stick a fiver on the season ticket price? Didn't Leicester do that? They get free part last season, didn't they? I think and one the of the games. But you three donuts, to... three beers at Leicester. Yeah, it was Singer Beer, wasn't it? Yeah. Was it? Is that another... I've never had Singer Beer or anything. Why didn't Norwich ever do anything like that? Because they don't have such wealthy Not monies. They yeah. will do it if I am the Prime Minister of Norwich. Anyway, let's get into the news. Um, vote Jack. <laughs> yeah, vote me. Vote Reeve. Um, the cheers, mate. <laughs> Jack Reed. Uh, the big news that has broken a couple of hours before um, we we started recording. Mitchell Dykes, he's yeah. back off to Holland. Um, Chris, thoughts? Uh, really disappointed. To be fair, I kind of think he had probably the same potential in, uh, of, of Pinto. I feel like if we'd kept him, he would have been as good as as Pinto's been. Um, but it, I think at the end of the day, it's is down to money. And at the moment, we haven't got the money, it seems, with with players stealing a living um, on our books still. So, um, yeah, fair play. I mean, I am talking about one player in particular, but I'm sure we'll go we'll on to that. Later. Um, is it teething a living? <laughs> uh, it's interesting, Michael. I was, somebody tweeted you today that I saw speaking about... I'm glad par- you saw it. <laughs> what was it? No, you replied to it. Oh, did I? Uh, oh, the parachute good, payment, good. something like a 43 yeah, million pound yeah, yeah. parachute payment. And they were like, where is this money gone? <laughs> You've said we've pretty much spent it all. You've yeah. written a piece on it in the upcoming Pinkin magazine. So I suppose... Out next week. Or this week. Next week. There's your plug. That's your only plug if you're allowed. Except for the NRF. Probably two, yeah. Two, two down. <laughs> I'll, let, I'll let you have three. Can have another one through. Awesome. If you want. Oh, better um, spend it wisely. So Mitchell Dykes, he was obviously going to be one of the top earners if we did keep him on at the club. Um, talk to us, for us less knowledgeable people, about the finances. Why couldn't we keep Mitchell Dykes? Why was that uh, option to keep him on permanently not exploited you could say I think primarily I would imagine all of that was uh, built around the idea that Norwich would go up mm. uh, so yeah. ultimately they agreed a deal that would be a reasonable wage in the, in the Premier League for them to keep him on at that point I'm sure Alec Neal was still very hopeful they'd turn things around finish in the top six or whatever and then they'd, they'd finish the job off like they did two years ago didn't happen uh, I don't personally ever I didn't really ever feel that Mitchell Dykes would play again for a full season in the Championship. Okay. I felt he's got more off, more offers on the table, so he could probably play oh, at a higher yeah. level. He, he, as much as he enjoyed his time here, I got the impression that it wasn't really going to happen in the Championship. Mm. And 
I mean, he did well when he first came in. Did he attain a level for the rest of that, the second half of the season that meant you had to play him and he was mm. a definite contender to be... I've... I suppose the thing is that we don't, except for Harry Toffolo, we don't have another left-back. So I no. suppose that is why people maybe are frustrated that we've let him go. Yeah, sure. But what you do is you've got a whole summer where you can recruit another left-back, one who's not going to cost you 30 grand a week or whichever. Um, and that's the profile of the player at the club now. That, mm. that it's going to be a going to be players that come from a level below Ajax yeah uh, mm. they're hung- I hate the term hungrier but they're going to be hungrier but maybe we can play young players as well like, let's actually play Toffolo just a thought why don't we actually give our youth I mean, I mean I saw um, I, I put it out on my Facebook page there was a lot of people commenting saying oh, another another cheap option from, from Norwich City do you agree with that phrase <laughs> well yes but that's the reality like, an expensive option you can't yeah. afford so no. yeah the, the club would probably be screwed if you kept not taking the cheap options and in terms of where the finances are Norwich spent shed loads of money two Januarys ago chasing what they hoped would be 100 million quid of revenue the following mm. season it didn't happen so they've got a massive hole to fill uh, the parachute payments basically propped up one of the top wages wage bills in the championship yeah. so all your parachute payment money has gone there uh, next season your revenue goes down by I think it's 12 million off the top of my head but something like that mm-hmm. instantly and your wave, wage bill which was already 60, 70, 80% of your income doesn't go down much at all because there's no more clauses so that's all your money yeah. basically on wages again unless you cut it hence why when seven players are out of contract you have to get rid of them yeah. because you've got to make some wins regardless of whether your best goalkeeper at sure. the club is one of them going the frightening bit is that next season your revenue goes from 30-odd million quid in terms of TV revenue and all things to eight. Okay. And your wage bill is 35 million quid. So if it, you, pretty much if we don't go up next season, then we do have a, a serious issue to look at in terms or, of the way the club is Any player right. of a value will probably have to leave in two years' time. I, the club will get money for them, I'm sure. But this, and I, I bigged it up. The first shot is the best shot of promotion. But the second shot in terms of the survival of the club is vital because the amount of money that just stops mm. coming in especially for a club like Norwich where they if we want to keep pressing for promotion certainly yeah yeah and it'll be a massive rebuild and you'll be looking at teams like Huddersfield and the way they've rebuilt yeah. with no money and that will be what Norwich will have to do and that's going to need everyone on board to, to do it but it, that's why expectation levels from here are so crucial and ne- next season's fascinating because there is so much so much riding on so it. no pressure Mr <laughs> Farker um, Mr Farker Daniel Farker we haven't spoken about him yet on the podcast it was uh, I think it broke the day after we recorded the last podcast with Ian um, Clarky with Clarky yeah good guest good old boy, good boy. Good what, guest. what a man Clarky is yeah. good old boy oh, yeah. what, just loves Norwich City he's a top class loves life loves life almost as much as Deerham mm. loves Deerham he does love Deerham he does love Deerham um, love the Norwich City top trumps as well that we brought out yeah have you got a set? No. Oh, can I have a set? Oh, I can't get all. No, no, no. They're on budget. They're discount on they the Canary store now. Someone tweeted us. Um, yeah. Okay. It's great show. Anyway, Daniel Farker, Chris. Um, you've had a couple of weeks to, to find out who he actually is. That, yeah. that helps. Ish. Um, do you like? Do you like the sound of him? Yeah, definitely. I think. Uh, I think we certainly need to try something new, um, and that goes for everything. Not just the. Not just the head coach. The structure. I think trying something new with regards to players is also very important. Which again, I'll back up in a in a point later on, I'm sure. Um, but in terms of who he is, the reputation that he's got in Germany um, throughout football in general, I think he seems like a really switched on guy. Uh, it seems like he's got the ability to kind of be mates with the players, and I think you have the players need to buy into you as a person before they run out on the pitch and if they don't like you are they really going to give absolutely everything and are they really going to have your back so if Daniel Farker is 2-1 down in his, in his first game of the season I believe he's got the ability to turn it around because he's kind of a nice guy mm. I think that's important but I think he's got an edge by the sounds of things as well So, but, but to be fair like no, no one knows yet no one knows yet so it, it, it seems like he's got he's got everything but let's just see. I mean, I suppose the interesting thing is, Michael, this is a, a decision that in my lifetime is, is kind of, this kind of thing has never really happened at Norwich <laughs> City. We've always been very kind of straight with the way we've done things. This is completely kind of left field. But it seems 95% of Norwich City fans have bought into it. Yes, which is great. Why? 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 Because I think everyone, everything should say that this is a strange move. I love it because if you strip it down, you basically go, oh, we've appointed a 
fourth tier manager in German football who is managing an under twenty three yeah. side and has never been well to any kind I mean, of never football. But, yeah. And if anyone else was making this appointment, you'd be like, holy mother, <laughs> yeah, it's what, bold. what's happening? It's bold, big gamble. As I said earlier, it's it's based on Stuart Webber. There's yeah. so much faith going, going into the new sporting director that he knows what he's doing. He is, he's very knowledgeable about what he does. He explains things really well, but you, you sense he actually does know what he's doing. You know, some people can talk the talk and you know, whether that's actually played out in logic. It's hard. I who's done that in recent in general, Football's full of them. But, um, so... But it's it's a big call for Stuart Webber as well because, as I said, he's done it once before but does the same formula mm. work again. We don't know. We've had all sorts of things about <clears throat> Daniel Farker as well and, and how well he's got on. So, yeah, you're right. We have no idea. It's a massive gamble but one with that looks like it's been um, taken on by someone who's educated in, in what's going on and he won't feel it's a gamble. He'll feel he's done the research. I mean, since the last podcast, Chris, of course, Huddersfield have been promoted to the Premier League. That yeah. kind of the revolution under Weber and since Weber has left has been pretty much textbook in terms of the way they've done things. It's obvious that Weber is trying to replicate that here. Mm. Um, do you see it working for a second time? How long's a piece of string? Like... I... I, I personally believe that it, it will work because of the whole mindset of everything already. It just, it just, I've just got a good feeling. I've just, just got a good feeling. That's kind of important, isn't it? If you've got a good feeling, then that's really, really important. And I think all of the players will have a good feeling it's going to work as well. It's, it's something different. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fully behind it. Uh, let's quickly touch on Alan Irvine of course done a, a fairly re- not a remarkable job but certainly a noble job in he handled yeah. he sounded himself well um, no one because he's laughing remarkable well it? not remarkable but it could have gone a lot worse under, under Alan Irvine he handled himself very professionally will he have a place at Norwich City next season I, d- I don't know is the honest answer I can't see it is my hunch I think he still has to commute from a long way away okay. up in his home here yeah. <laughs> I think um, I, they they do, and Stuart Webber said it. They want a British coach in yeah. the team, so that's why? key. Why, why I think it helps with continuity. I think that that makes a lot of sense. I think in terms of the culture of the club, okay. as long as you have someone who knows, who knows what that is and you know can actually relay it and has maybe worked with the with the players before. And mm. I think again with Stuart Neil Webber, <laughs> Neil, Neil Adams. I don't. I, I'm not sure what Neil Adams' job is at I think with Stuart Webber, he's there as more of a long-term appointment. He's there to help continuity if you know, you're changing head coaches quite yeah. frequently, which I imagine is the case. And I think that's the same question with the coaching setup. You don't want the whole coaching team coming in, sack the head coach, the whole coaching lot goes out again. Mm. I think you want to pick people that you can keep a hold of. The players like him as well, Irvin, don't they? They do like, respect him. Yeah, I think so, yeah. And that's, that's obviously really important. But for me, it all falls down to if you, if you ever express an interest to leave the football club. Has Irvine done that, though? Yes. Do you think? Yes. Why? What's he said? Well, <laughs> do, do you actually want me to go into it? No. But why do, why do you think he, he wants to leave? Because I haven't had that impression myself. I, I can't really say without saying. Go on, say it in ten words. <laughs> okay. Alan Irvin is currently camped here in this property area. And said to the caretaker, this sounds so far-fetched, but the caretaker's a West Brom fan, right? He's got a really good relationship with him. And the caretaker says to him, are you going to be here next season? He was like, I don't think so, no. Well, that would... ITK. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I'm sorry. Good I, I, I don't know. I personally actually genuinely believe it, it would be good to keep Alan because the players like him. And as Michael's already highlighted, it's important to just not rip the whole soul out of the football mm. club. Let's keep someone in. Um, but will there possibly be a a bit of an issue with leadership there, potentially? I suppose, I suppose Irvine needs, in the room? To, needs to look at it as, from a professional standpoint as well. Does he still mm. want to be kind of third in command of a championship I, club? Probably not. I think he enjoyed being manager for the short pal. He, by the way, he did a brilliant job in yeah. terms of the steady hands he yes. provided. Yeah. If anything... In a very, very rocky period. Well, he did, and he proved why on earth they didn't make the change sooner. I, we'll never get that. But, yeah, you know, Water under the bridge. So, I, I agree. I agree. That doesn't surprise me that you know that's, that story has come up because, as I said, I don't, I don't think he wants to be third fiddle necessarily now. Mm. He certainly doesn't want to be a bit pie. He wants to have yeah. a proper coaching involvement. Now, I, I think so. he could, indeed, yeah. and I think he could add a lot. I thought Norwich looked far more organised um, as they progressed under Alan. But will 
you know, Daniel Farker and um, and Eddie Rima want to want, yeah, want his input. Like they're in that. charge. Yeah, they do so. have Dean Kiley, goalkeeping coach, big in putting set pieces this season, uh, last season. That so. brilliantly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and again, but th- that's an interesting point, isn't it? Because if that if the two guys come in and go, well, <laughs> no, we do we do set pieces mm. things. Then when well, that's that it. Like, exactly. So there's, I think there's a lot still to be refined. Uh, I'm sure they all have an idea of what it's going to look like, but either way, I think there'll be a British coach in the in the setup, and I don't think it'll be Alan. Okay, so obviously summer transfers are r- rife at the moment. Um, right. We've made one permanent signing, Marley Watkins, uh, as you said in your F1 podcast, Wally Watkins. <laughs> Wally Watkins. Um, get your question across. They're not the same person, Jack. No, they're not. He's the F1 driver, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wally Watkins. Um, but seems on on sort of a surface level a, a decent little move for Norwich. <clears throat> Yeah, I think so. It's uh, free at the end of the day, isn't it? It's free. Anything well, that's free. free is good. He's he's uh, out of contract. I don't know if they're quite mm. the same thing, but um, certainly cheaper than some. Yeah, there was a lot of interest in him. Yeah. Barnsley did phenomenally well last year in terms of the turnover of players. So, and it, you know, he, he shone in general. I wouldn't necessarily say he stood out to me in either game where I saw them play. I thought um, there were other players who maybe caught my eye more for Barnsley in the two games I saw, and I was at Oakwell as well. But... Um, yeah, interesting. First question it raises to me is who's going. I know, I was, I was literally going to say that. So that's, that's, that's interesting one because he does offer something slightly different, but he's not, still a, not too different. He's still a sort of a forward player, isn't he? Let's get straight into it then. I, I guess this is the, the, the big talking point at the moment is Stephen Naismith. We've been rattling on about it for ages. Michael, if you don't know, we've got Stephen Naismith's least, like, he hates Stephen Aitken. No, 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 no. You do. No, 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 no. Is he no. stealing a living? Is that no, right? no. Okay, that was slightly harsh. That was, in fact, very harsh. So I apologise for that comment. Um, I just, I just think for me, you'd play Wes over him. You'd play Madison over him, and you're talking about high earners at this football club. You're talking about the risk involved if we don't get promoted this season. Yes, he's only got two years on his contract anyway. But for me, I just think there's more hunger elsewhere. I really do. And I, I think that, of course, he's going to say all the right things because he has to. <laughs> Otherwise, he's going to have a pretty blooming torrid time, isn't he? Mm. Let's be honest. Um, and, you know, yes, he, he nips and tickles players' bollocks and stuff like that. But it, it's not all fun and games. This, this is actually really serious <laughs> now. No, 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 no seriously. And yeah, it, it, I mean, I have actually prepared... A, a little thing just in case you decide to back Stephen Naismith up. Um, Stephen Naismith is, is 30 years old. Okay. Okay. Good and, Thank you. Um, first, sorry, don't look at this because we <laughs> teared up please. So, are you, are you really, really wanting to desperately keep a 30 year old at this football club during this period of, of change and transition where we need to switch things up? We need to do something different. Yes, we need experience, but we've got experience without Naismith. Okay, we've got experience with Alan Smith. Eight goals in all competitions last season, correct? Not bad for the amount right. of starts. Sounds right. Yeah. Okay, eight goals in all competitions last season in a free-scoring City side. Eight goals. Not bad for the amount of starts, I'd say. Not bad for a How defensive midfielder that plays in uh, you know a, a forward position. That's fine, Jack. Um, you know, and you know, credit to Stephen. You know, when he came in, he did score one goal in fifteen appearances in the Premier League, um, and we won't ever forget how well that Liverpool game turned out. Um, of course, we all know we don't know the exact wages, but he is on high wages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Are we in agreement? Ron is on high wages, um, and for me, it's exactly what is wrong with the previous structure of the football club with regards to recruitment. It's it was a reactive signing rather than a proactive signing. A signing like Marley Watkins, proactive, one for the future, positivity. Michael's disagreeing, but I kind of no. But but <laughs> when Stephen Naismith signed, what was your reaction at that time? My reaction at that time was it was a massive gamble that could work, but equally, fifty percent of me was like, "This is great." Fifty percent of me was like, "This is really risky." I suppose it goes wrong. Thinking back, I remember that sort of time very vividly, and we'd been chasing Naismith for for a little while, hadn't we? And when we finally got it over the line, it's like, okay, we we actually mean business now. And he scored. Was it the season that he scored a hat trick against Chelsea for Everton? And he he'd, he'd been scoring That's why goals. We signed him. Um, and started so well and then kind of faded out and it's, it's evident that he maybe isn't the player we thought he was. Um, I suppose the reason this has all kind of resurfaced is he'd be, I think he'd done some, some press with the Scottish media ahead of the Scotland-England game and he basically said that he's willing to 
fight for his place. He likes what he sees under Daniel Farker. He got on really well with Roberto Martinez, kind of that European style of coaching. Do you see a future with Stephen Naismith at Norwich City? I think there there is possibly a future. Maybe just by default, because it's going to need someone to want to come in and buy him. And ultimately, you can look at that entire Norwich City squad at the moment. There was not one player they wouldn't sell if they had the right offer. They, they, literally anyone. Do you believe and that? Go- yes, 100%. Yeah. Now, it may take a more silly offer for some players than others. Yeah. You know, it will take £20 million probably to get Alex Pritchard out of the club. Mm. It's going to take probably five. I'm, I'm putting a number out there, yeah. but I'm, I'm, I'm guess, you know, educated guess. But it's not going to take as much to get Stephen Naismith out of the club. I mean, you say he did one piece of media saying, you know, yeah, I'm really looking forward to working with the, with uh, Daniel yeah, Farkham coming in. And then later today we have another bit where he's been asked, you know, probably a slightly different question. It's yeah. like, well, I don't know if Norwich, we've already had the discussion, mm-hmm. if Norwich get an offer, then I'm gone. And that's probably, been, it's probably been like that for Stephen Naismith since he arrived, to mm. be honest, since last summer. Um, so it, everything's going to be about getting the value out of every pound you spend for Norwich City next year. So with a player on so much, it's hard. I do love what he brings leadership-wise. I, I, I thought Norwich, when he was in a, a fit and had a run of games, I thought you could tell the difference mm. uh, to the point where he was playing games, he was thoroughly involved, he was still being arsy with players, but actually it was, it was getting the best out of them, yeah. whereas maybe when he was a bit part player or mm-hmm. had only just come, they were just getting on my nerves. Yeah. So I think we saw more of that. But is, you know, can, can anyone else do that for less money? You know, are you is that the sole reason why you want Stephen A. Smith? In yeah, are side? you keeping him purely for a leadership role? Because you are, then I think that's a very expensive leadership role. Because really, does he chip in with enough assists in an attacking role? Probably not. Does he score enough goals in an attacking role? Probably not. And the, honestly, I, I've, I've obviously I've seen Norwich for a long time now. I say a long time, probably not as long as you. But you know, I've been down to League One. I've done Worthy. I've done it. I've done. I've done the whole. You've you completed know, it. I've done the spectrum. <laughs> I've done the spectrum. Right. And honestly, the amount of times I've stuck up for experienced players, and last season has proved exactly why we shouldn't keep Stephen Naismith. And there'll be a lot of people that are watching this that agree. There'll be a lot of people that disagree. But honestly, you'd play Wes over him. And this whole kind of oh well, away from home, you'd definitely play Stephen Naismith. Why? Why? It's, we've got to bring the game to teams now. And I think under Daniel Farker, we all want to bring the game to teams. So there's no need to have a, an attacking midfielder who's defensively minded. There's just, no, there's just, that's complete crap. Okay. I'm so bored. And, and Butler goes on about, and Butler agrees with me, because it's, it's just, it's complete crap. Why, that is not important. And, and actually, if you want a defensive midfielder, we've got Graham Dorans. And don't, might also and, be leaving. And, and don't, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. But we're fools for selling Graham Dorans and then keeping Naismith because he's a leader and he's defensively minded. Okay. But it won't come down to that. And don't start me on Housen. It'll come down to who puts the bid in. Well, I am going to start you on Housen. Johnny (laughs) Housen. Well, apparently he wants out of the football club. I mean, that that story came out this week. Um, Michael, let's start with you. Johnny Housen, probably Norwich's most influential player over the past five years, I would have thought. (sighs) Should have been. I, I, I mean, I love Johnny, but we, I don't really think we saw the best of him towards the end of last season. Did we and see the best of anyone towards the end of last season? Yeah, Alex Pritchard. Yeah, I think. I think Johnny's. A, I, say, I love Johnny to bits, and the quality he's got, he, he's probably as talented as any any player in that squad at the moment. But sometimes he just doesn't grab the game as much as you want him to. And he is approaching his peak. I mean, it's an interesting one. I think he does. I think if someone allowed him to go back home, uh, or uh, certainly further north, mm. then then that would happen. But likewise, he's got two years on his contract. If the right move doesn't come up, he's not a definitely not going to cause a problem. Yeah, and he'd probably be all right here for now. So exactly, the whole wanting out is 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 a is probably the the sternest line in terms of the situation okay. as I see it. Um, but I can see it that you want a young. We probably had the best years of Johnny Housen. Yeah, that's the yeah. reality. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Did he actually say he wants out? No, but I, th- I think he's, that's you know, he's, got, a, he's got a young, young family and he wants to move them back well, up north and, yeah. and stuff. And I, to be honest, I completely understand it, and I, I agree with Michael in terms of we've probably seen the best. If we were to go up, I don't think he's a Premier League midfielder anymore. Um, so I suppose looking long term, would he bring much value? I, think I mean, that's harsh, mate. I really do. Do you? 
Yeah, I do think that's harsh. He's been relegated and not, twice. And honestly, and my moan of the week, which we might go on to, is that what has really frustrated me this week is as soon as these guys publish an article saying Johnny Allison wants out, next thing you know, the whole of Twitter's like, nah, we've had the best of Johnny Allison, you know, oh, he's, he's rubbish, he's this, he's that, he's too old, he's on too high wages. But literally, three weeks before, everyone was like, oh, Johnny Housen, fantastic. You know, should have got player of the season. He was pretty, He was our only consistent player. You know, he really epitomises what a Norwich City player should be like. And that, for me, is so, so frustrating. And during a period of change, why would you cast someone aside or, or, or let them move on? Why would you let someone move on that's been that consistent for your football club? Yes, last season, he didn't have... You know, a showstopper season, but he was still our second best player, according to the fans. And now all of a sudden, everyone's like, nah, don't need a house anymore. Yeah, I think that all comes with the, the transition everyone is expecting. They're, they're adjusting their expectations to that when something pops along. And, and for all the general consensus of, of opinion, there are still people who go, well, you can't let him go. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And it's the same with Graham Dorrance. So yes. I think um, it depends. Like I said, it, it does generally depend on what the offers are that are going to come in for whichever player. And then you, you, it's, it's hard because you're going to bring players in. They're not going to be, they're going to be considered the cheap option. They're going to mm. be considered from lower levels. Yeah, yeah. And you, each one of those is going to be a gamble in terms of whether they can step up. So you have to put full faith in the people who are scouting these guys that they know yeah. that they can step up. Or certainly, two out of three yeah. can step up. Yeah. And we've been in setups where that's happened before but just not for a few years. And it's just a sad indictment, really, that Norwich have been in the position they've been in the last three years and just haven't taken advantage of that in the same way that they were when they were on the rise initially. Mm. I suppose it all plays into the interesting narrative of the transition, doesn't it? And, and are we going to have players like Johnny House in here next season? I guess only time will tell. Um, you've already come with your moan of the week, Chris. Um, Michael, this is where we... You can moan about anything. It has to be loosely okay. football-related. Okay. Um, not like <laughs> right. a food you haven't enjoyed this week. It's, it's, well, it's difficult, though, because I've been, I've been off all week. Yeah. So, um, what should I moan about? Have you got one? You can give me a minute. Well, mine was about Mitchell Dykes. I think I'm really going to miss him. Really? Mad. Really going to miss him? Yeah, I am. He's a big bully, wasn't he? He was he, great. I've, I've, I've that never... would have been... That is, that is the reason you'd miss him. I've never bully. seen a player with such physical dominance from left-back. Like he was so strong, and he didn't really look strong. John he, he was, Hartson, it was built. It was built well, but he he could run. He could literally run through a wall. That man. Yes. And I'm going to miss that because I don't think we're going to be able to replace that left back position to the extent that um, that we had under under Mitchell Dykes. Well, we might, we, you never know who who we're going to find in Germany. Jack. Well, no, we don't. We might but find another buffer. I'm just going to miss Mitchell Dykes. It's okay. Is that okay. We might find another buffer. We might do. Michael. Uh, I don't know. From Norfolk, you yeah, must have something to moan well, about. Yeah, but you know, I'm sunny disposition. Me, <laughs> I don't get too down. Uh, I don't know if it's a moan. It's weird. I I feel for Ryan Bennett probably a little bit because he's signed for Wolves, probably under Paul Lambert. Say so. He's mm, signed a three-year contract at a new club. Paul Lambert's binned yeah. off. Presumably, the recruitment guys have brought him in. So Ryan's like, huh. all of a sudden, new head coach gets brought in from Portugal. Is he going to look at Ryan Bennett and go, well, tell you what, that, in. that is a fantastic and, show. You know, oh, I so I don't know what I'm moaning at, but I just... I almost feel know, excited like, oh. for Ryan Bennett because I think he's lucky to get a championship club to the size of Wolves. I don't think he's good enough. And I think he's lucky to have secured a three-year deal at a club like Wolves. That's my take on it. I, say, I don't really know who I'm, who I'm moaning at, but that whole situation... <laughs> Wolves. We only moan at Wolves and Ipswich. Come on, something you're excited about. If you, if Surely we should... Are we allowed to talk about Ipswich? I had, it, I had it on here, but I just don't feel like they're okay, fine, relevant enough to talk yeah. about. Cool. Something you're excited about, Chris? Um, Pritchard. Now it's been brought up. Love Alex Pritchard. Can't wait to see him tear up the championship next season for Norwich City. Um, that'll be good. Uh, I'm very, very excited to see Daniel Farker utilise youth players more than any Norwich player ever has done. <laughs> sorry, Norwich manager, sorry. Will you give them the patience? Um, uh, it's, it's, it's not about that. It's just the fact that he is going to have to use young players because of the budget and because of the players leaving. Um, Madison, I, I honestly, I just literally love Madison. Um, and the opportunity that, that he brings and... He, re- he actually kind of represents something now. He represents... No, no, seriously. Madison represents everything that Norwich City should be looking for now. 
And honestly, I know I'm hyped up about him, and I know that's a slight over-exaggeration, but genuinely, I like to see those youth players playing. And Jacob and Josh are still here. They don't, and actually, do they really need Stephen A. Smith going, oh, go on, Jacob, you can do it. I think that's actually really bloody patronising. I think it's really patronising. I think Jacob and Josh are ready to smash it even even better than last season. I really do. So, yeah, hype of the week, mega excited for youth players. I thought there was a great line from Alan Irvin on Madison said he wasn't playing him for the time being because he felt that the first team wouldn't actually be able to look after the young player <laughs> yeah. in the squad. I thought that was brilliant for a man who knows all about youth development. Mm. I thought that nailed it. So I don't think it's patronising. I think they genuinely need them around to, to bark at them and just to, because they're out there on their own, but in a team game and you just get bollocked basically by all of them for 90 mm. minutes if you, if you lost your way, which I think we saw at times from Ivan Murphy, Murphy's. But I just think it's time we get, just had more faith in them. And I mean, Absolutely. Fans, fans booing them last season was, was one of my moans of the week. And I just think at the moment, people saying we need to keep Stephen Naismith because he'll look after Jacob and Josh is, is just ridiculous. And we've got head coaches for that, by the way. Indeed. And um, they've got people that look after men's psycho for that as well. Uh, just a quick one, though, Chris. Are you, are you sort of prepared, should James Madison be loaned out for the season? No, I no. I will be absolutely distraught. I just wouldn't jump into the bath naked in its entire... Oh, I'm there. Just, you know, just I'm, I'm naked, all right. I'm fully uh, in. Well, I've got my lush bath bombs and everything. I'll see you in August. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to be fair, if he's going to... No, don't don't even say it because okay. you won't take it well if he <laughs> I won't. What a great podcast that'll be. I'll be <laughs> genuinely distraught. <laughs> I'll be dist- I'll tell you what, I won't be the only Norwich fan that'll be distraught if we if we send Madison on loans. I don't think you will go out. I right. really won't. It's um, purely because you've got Pritchard and you'd still have Wes. I don't think yeah, you can have true. all three at the, in the squad. Surely Madison but, on the bench though, and for cup games and things like that. Surely. But is he really what's the point of having him around for the old cup game? He needs to be out playing all season, doesn't he? But who's to do say you, we're not you, gonna have a long cup run? Uh, me. Two cup runs. <laughs> do you, do you think, and, and history. Come on. <laughs> I suppose the argument change. there is, is, do you think Wes has got 40 games in him? Do you think he can, he can cope with that demand? Because he, he couldn't last season to the, to the last stages. Not in terms of starting, but I think you'll, you'll see Pritchard yeah, playing. Yeah, Pritchard, yeah. He'll be the first name on the team sheet. So then it's, it's about injuries, obviously. If Pritchard okay. gets an injury, it's amazing. But I, I think, you know, Wes will start some games, don't get me wrong. And the two can play together. I think we've seen that. Yeah, yeah. definitely. But yeah. I think it, you build that team around Pritchard next year as far as I'm concerned. Uh, well, this this has been oh. this has been a long time. Oh, isn't it? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. All right. Oh, oh, we'll pretend it was exciting, and the strawberry was lovely as well. From Scrappy, freshly picked yesterday. Thank you. Yeah, nice. Uh, what else am I excited about? Uh, I, I did think of one a minute ago, and now I've forgotten what it was. But uh, was not exciting? international, not international football. <laughs> I genuinely have forgotten what it was. I was too excited about coming on here. The strawberries. The strawberries were very good. Uh, yep. Um, and I guess I, this is probably it. The prospect, now we know who the head coach is, of Norwich being a high energy, yes, breaking yes. team with pace up yes. top. I yes. genuinely yes. been crying out for Norwich to sign someone like Nicky Wells. That's how we were supposed to. Nicky, Nicky Wells. Um, that doesn't sound right. Don't, no, don't they changed it. He said it's oh, Nicky. Really? Yeah, and we spent all season pronouncing it Nicky. Trust me, Alec Neal. Yeah, I just feel like I haven't seen a team play like that uh, probably since Paul Lambert, but. You know, just uh, you, when you saw teams like Fulham and and, yeah. and Huddersfield, the way mm. they were playing, and I genuinely think there's a prospect of Norwich playing like that. It will come with its pitfalls, yeah. but um, that prospect excites me and that change of dynamic. And I think it's interesting everyone picking up on how open-minded the place has been about the changes. There is obviously that positivity, but I think I think that's really good and healthy. So definitely, it's exciting. You've got to get excited about it. You know, to yeah, a degree. Definitely. We'll see what happens. I think mine's along the similar line. I, I just kind of I'm excited about the possibility of having a mad German at the top and just you know towards the last stage of the season. If we are up there towards the end of the season, him just going mental towards the fans to get them up for it. Maybe headbutting a post. He's not going to get much out of the city stand, is he? Poor Who sorry. knows? We might do actually. They're, they're quietly niggly. The city stand. Yeah, there's many, many an away what? fan, yeah. a, away manager of, of you know, had, had yeah. got from During the Chris Hewton era, stand. I sat in the city stand and the abuse they were giving Chris Hewton for making a wrong substitution. In fairness to the old boys. Up the city stand. 
I'm looking forward to Daniel Daniel Farker's mad kind of. Although I wasn't expecting oh, the sound how so he was. Why, why are you saying he's mad? I was going to say he's like, most softly spoken. I'm not. He's, he's got a. He's got a mad it's streak. All, in do you reckon it's all? He's there? got a mad streak in him, definitely. Do you reckon? Hundred. I bet. I tell you what. I bet you listen to heavy metal, like really hardcore heavy metal. Feeling that? I, I don't know. I don't know if I should say this, but I'm going to say it because I'm on your podcast. But um, you know, Frozen. You've seen Frozen. Yeah. Have you, have you seen Frozen? <laughs> yes. You've seen yeah, Frozen. Yeah, I've seen Frozen. Um, Unfortunately, the the guy in the little snow shack who's big. He goes. He's yeah. done lots of things. Hey, <laughs> I, but yet, could you know if he yeah. needed to? That's, that's all it. That's all I'm saying. And Edmund Reed said in his having not really known him, he's um, has said that he's kind of the the enforcer. You could say Daniel Farker. And then Rima kind of sits, like sits back a bit and kind of just... Yeah, like like kicking people out of training. I like the fact yeah. he could be like your best mate one day and then you go into his office the next day and he's literally got, got you up against the wall. Like, I like that prospect. I like that as well. So, on to your guys' questions then. We went to you guys on Twitter and Snapchat to ask for your questions towards Michael. And Michael, I think you have taken the record for the most amount of questions ever thrown in. Oh, You've right. taken the podium off Chris Gorham. Is that right? Congratulations. Yeah, I think that's very nice. But yeah. you put that on a CV or something? Or? I, I don't think I'm second to Chris Gorham. Uh, uh, first to put it in his Twitter bio. Yeah. Love Chris. Yeah. What a guy he is. I'm sure he loves you as well. Oh, I can't speak for Chris. <laughs> um, anyway, so, well, like, all the journals, just like there's like this big loving. Is there a WhatsApp oh no, there's group? loads. I hate. No, there's not. No, there's not. Uh, the WhatsApp group? No, no, no. We were trying to go for an end of season. Uh, Curry, yeah. Yeah, I was off nice. last week, and to be honest, they might have done it without me because <laughs> they were going to do it around the Champions League final. So either they've done it without me, and I wasn't invited, okay. or we didn't happen. What's I'm your like, go-to curry choice? Um, I, I like Weird. a tikka. It has to be like a lamb tikka, Buno, Rogan, Josh, something like that. Yeah, but then I like solid. going to some of the, the chef specials and things. And no, the, just the, mixing it up. Some, there's some lovely. We do we, we do a tour of the curry houses with my. Uh, dad's to be expectancy group. It's all very exciting. I'm <laughs> such a man, I, you know, like an old that. man. I love that. Yeah. Do you get naan bread any sides? Oh yeah, I think mushroom rice, peshwari naan. Okay, that's, uh, and then you know what you want to do. Garlic naan. Yeah, I'm a garlic naan. All about the garlic naan. Yeah, like a couple of poppadoms, obviously. Maggi <laughs> sagaloo if you need your spinach. You know what? Sagfish is the most dangerous dish. Sagfish, order it next time. Ask for it. it sometimes it's not even on the menu. It's that dangerous. Okay. It's dangerous like in what? Horseradishy, absolute, like so spicy. Pungent. So that... spicy. It's spinach and fish. And fish. <laughs> and it's Why just, is it spicy? Uh, on trust, trust me. Trust you. Especially, by the way, plug for saffron down the road. Wow. What a plug for that? Is she a lady? Or... We should be charging for that. <laughs> so, lady, that lady on the street? If only it was. Um, no. Yeah, saffron. Okay, cool. Nice. Uh, let's get into the questions. What does the current management team at Norwich City need to do differently to ensure great <laughs> success next season? That's from Sam Hansen on Snapchat. Thank uh, you. Sam. Well, if we compare it to the last one, I guess. Um, <laughs> Not much, really. Um, the man- managing the squad better. Uh, I'm, I'm, the, the more I hear, the more I'm convinced that the, the man management. The, the, yes, the, the man management last season wasn't good enough. Basically, Dude, and that's why that when... Alex Neil pride or Alex Neil wasn't that what he what he prided himself on? Uh, I d- it all became a bit of a fog <laughs> at such the a end. It all, be- it all became a fog, didn't it, at the end? And in reality, he had a brilliant six months where he was exactly what was needed. And then when that had gone, he was found wanting in too many areas, basically. So I think the man management they need to be playing as a, they need a better uh, team ethic and uh, spirit between each other because mm. I don't think they were fighting hard enough for each other a lot of last season yeah agreed that character needs to change so I think that's what the man management team needs to do and just use some of the better organisation they had later on in the season defensively and in terms of pressing uh, but that will all come with the, the style and structure that, that Farker and uh, Riemann want them to, to play off so uh, that's a good part of that question but yeah that, they're, the, they're the things I think the man management you you have to get at, Paul Lambert was brilliant at it. He's not the only one. I think Mike Walker did it too. But you have to get more than the sum of your parts out of your team. Is that true? It doesn't matter how good your squad is. They need to be as a team better yeah. than the sum of it. And they haven't been that, um, apart from six months under Alec and you know, a few years under Paul Lambert. Okay. Um, next question. What players would you like to sign this summer? We get one of these every week, and I'm still not too sure of the specific players. But we're going to ask Michael because... He might know. What players would you like to sign this summer and what positions are the main priority? Yeah, I'm going to be honest here because I've been off for a week and I, I know Paddy, did he write a good bit about five Germans? I mean, I do he think did, we'll yes. have some young German players yeah. coming in. Uh, I do That's think cool. we might. I, I think, again, if you look at what Huddersfield did last season, I know it's cliche, but if you look at that, 
Stuart Webber was behind a lot of that. I don't mm. think it'll go far wrong. I think you'll see some Liverpool youngsters coming in and I, I, you know, it'll yeah, yeah. be tied yeah. in with various agents and things like that. But yes, I think you'll see that sort of recruit that sort of recruitment basically. They need a goalkeeper. Definitely, because they haven't got a good enough goalkeeper on the books at the moment, as far as I'm concerned, to be their number one all season. Not Deck? I don't think so. He would be the one I would put in if they don't make a signing, yeah. he needs to start the season because we haven't seen him at championship level. Yeah. Uh, as far as I can recall, properly for Norwich anyway. We saw no, him in the Premier League and the, you know, bits and pieces. And he's played in League One for Preston and did very well. Likewise, if they did bring a goalkeeper in, I imagine that Deck is one that would have the um, attention to maybe be sold. Yeah. Uh, so that two or three defenders um, and and a, a striker that's going to get in behind. I think they're the, the key things. You can probably work with what you've got in midfield. Yeah, but uh, Louis Thompson's the interesting one for me. Yeah, I um, had some great conversations with him at the end of season dinner and I, I, I like I like him a lot. And I think it was such a shame last season because mm. I, I think he could have made a real impact Gosh, over a number of games. Great, and it got robbed from him yeah. a little bit. So he's hoping to be fit uh, during pre-season. So hopefully he won't have too much catching up. It's a major injury, so we don't know how good his recovery will be from it because mm-hmm. it's a really, it's a career changing injury from what I know. So wow. that uh, snapped Achilles is that's just yeah. what it is. So, but yeah, fingers crossed. I think Louis. Louis Hopefully, I, I, that question links quite nicely into the next one. Is uh, do you think Fark will integrate youngsters from the start, or will he bring in Premier League loan players like Wagner, at Huddersfield? Uh, well, I don't think that's mutually exclusive. I think it'll be both. It'll be young yeah, Premier League loanies. It'll be it'll be young players from elsewhere. I think there'll be you know. I think Huddersfield had quite a few loans in their last season, so they there will be a fair few. I think I don't think you'll see many making the step up from our from the Norwich Academy. I think what you've got is pretty much there. Mm. Ben Godfrey maybe will be the one who hasn't who's sort of seen least action. I don't think anyone else will be particularly pushed up initially. They're the ones you might see as things go on, but yeah. I do think they'll be in from the start. I think he. He's used to having an under twenty three side playing mm. in, a, in a until January. In a, in a by football. the way, he might have to until January. Mm. Yeah, until we can m- move players on. It, likewise, in this window, he they're not going to arrive at pre season with the squad they want. So yeah. it's you've got that horrible overlap as well from the start of the season to you know September, where you've still got to finish doing your work. And I think it, it's such a big job in terms of what they want to do and in terms of the money they probably want to save that it is going to drag on. Which could hamper things if they don't get it right. That's probably as big a challenge as he's got. Uh, Next question, which is another really good one. This is from Daniel on Snapchat. Who needs to prove themselves the most this preseason? That is a good question, Daniel. Uh, Crumbs. Are you looking at a a youngster who needs to step up or or a senior player that. Maybe it is Deck Rudd. I mean, I hate preseason. Do you? I can't stand it. Didn't you love it when you went to Galston last season? Yeah, that was good. I like. Yeah, Go the, on, the, the first season, the first game is always interesting. It's interesting, but you just can't read anything into it. No, you yeah. could be unbeaten all pre and then yes. boom! Mark Libra scored the most amazing goal on his uh, for, uh, on his first. Um, I can't remember if it was, it was one of the local teams. Anyway, I think they won fourteen nil or something. Binged in top corner. <laughs> was it an actual registered team? Oh yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't a shit team in the Yeah, so that's a quote there. But. Yeah, so I don't like the season anyway. So, but I mean, in terms of training and getting involved, getting involved. I mean, you could say Harry Toffolo because at the moment he, there is an opportunity there for him. Mm. The rest, we all kind of know what what they've got. As I say, Louis Thompson, if he gets fit, I think he has a really good chance to maybe suggest. Look, just more the do what, over anyone really. I think so because you know the the, the old hands it? will kind of know what what mm. what they've done, and Stuart Webber will be will be aware of what they can do. So, but then also, surely the experienced players can be like, I might be sold if I don't prove a point. Mm. Someone like Stephen Naismith. Sold anyway, though. So I no mean, one's going to buy Stephen Naismith. I should probably just drop the subject. No, really. no, well, you, you don't know that mm. they've got a lot of money <laughs> this year, so yeah. you don't know. But I thought I, Sunderland would go in for him with David Moyes, obviously, but um, I don't think that's going to. I think they, they tried, didn't they? Them, uh, next question: <laughs> um, What Norwich City player would you take on an away day? So when, <laughs> well, you, when, when you were a fan, and yeah. well, you still are a fan, but when you were going to the games as a fan, right? what was your away day rituals? Were you uh, to the pub man, have a couple of pints? Were you get there early, get the programme? I'd, I'd always like to get there early and I still kind of do now. I'm not the biggest of drinkers. No. So I, I normally would be driving. So the reality is you wouldn't really be. And you can't drink while you're watching the game. I'd rather no. be in the ground. Mm. I think I'm trying to. It was a while ago now. I'm trying to remember, but um, we'd, it would be the farm stop A17. Obviously, would you get a coach? The farm stop originally until yeah. I could drive. As soon as I could drive, I'd drive. Love that. Yeah. 
Uh, I, I did the playoff final to Cardiff in a day, so that was like a 4 a.m. start and a 4 a.m. finish. Wow. That, was, that was hardcore and miserable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I did have a few drinks that day. Needed. Um, yeah. Not while I was driving, obviously. No, of course. Um, so, I think... Uh, we saw I'd always have a fudge, by the way, before kickoff. as well. A finger of fudge. Is that like... Do you still kind do of, that? Um, yeah. What? Do you still have a finger of fudge? No, I don't do that. <laughs> yeah, uh, a shame. Uh, I, really, I, I really wanted that to be I true. used to switch the... Rituals. I could start it again, to be honest. Yeah. I wear if, if, if Cadbury wants to sponsor me finger of fudges for the next season, I'll, I'm literally that cheap. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'd have funny rituals like breaking it in half and having half half time. I don't think any of it worked. I mean, this was 10 years when Norwich did absolutely nothing on the pitch, so I think I was just mm. grasping at straws. I've got a pair of yellow and green pants that I wear to big games. Just the big games? Just the big games. So, wore them against Ipswich, obviously, amazing. Wore them at Wembley. Obviously amazing. I've not pulled them out in a long time. Since Ipswich? Since Wembley. Okay. Um, so who would you take? We still haven't got... Yeah. Um, I've just got to come in here. Jed Steer yeah. was at Burton. Burton. In the South. Was he really? Was, yeah. And then we had a Jed Steer give us a song and he did start he did. on the Bull City. So fair play. That's fair good play. Like Jed Steer like still holds, I think, one of the best goalkeeping performances I've seen in an, or- in an Orange City shirt. At West Brom. West Brom. Saving him with his head, everything. Incredible. He was. It was unbelievable. He was. Yeah. We still haven't answered the sorry, question. Sorry, no. sorry. Take with you. Which player would you um, take with me? Oh, God, that's Current a tough player one. as well. I don't know. That's, I mean, I don't really... Um, it's, it's, you have a funny relationship with the players when you're, when you're interviewing them a lot of the time, but um, probably Alex Pritchard. Yeah. Seems like I think he Pritchard, has a cracking you? sense you of humour. I, I like, to, I like talking well. to him because... Uh, arguably, he's pretty hard to interview. Mm-hmm. And if I was just writing for the paper, it would be hard. But video-wise, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, and yeah, I, I, I like him. He's got yeah. something, something about him. I think he's Norwich are lucky to have him. If I'm honest, agreed. At the moment, totally agreed. To be honest, Chris, who do you take? Uh, do you, have you got yours? Because I'm not ready. Um, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Yeah, I think I know. Who I'm going to take. Who are you going for? Graham Dorans. Orchestrate Oof. orchestrates things well. I think he planned the day very well. I think he's Scottish, so he's definitely going to be able to have a drink. He um, he's vocal. He's vocal. Oh, yeah, he'd, yeah, lead, yeah. he'd lead the chance. Yeah. Um, but is that kind of... I don't know if he'd lead the chance. <laughs> I think he would. I think, I, you think he'd be up for I, it? I, I just like Graham Dorans. Okay. I think I'm going to go with Tete, just because he's just... I reckon he'd just joke the whole time. He, just like, he basically just loves life, and when you're on an away day and you've lost... You know, whatever it was, two one against Burton. You need someone to say, "Come on, Revo, it's going to be all right." And I think Tete would do that. Yeah, like nice little whisper in the air. That's a good question. That was a good question. Um, okay, this is slightly more serious. Who's going to be our first choice goalkeeper next season? You already touched on it. Yeah. You think it's going to be someone? Just probably. I think someone will come in. in. Do you? So okay then. So let's change the question slightly. Who's going to be let go? In terms of the current goalkeeper, I think Deck is the one that they'll get an offer for. Do you um, feel a bit sorry for Declan Rudd? Considering how long he's been here and how little the chance he's had. Yeah, so. I think it's tough because I think Deck would desperately love to make it mm. at what is his hometown club. I think um, that's what could. he would really want. He still could. Still exactly. Could. I mean, I'm only hypothesising. Yeah. I, um, I just think that he ha- he's, he's a victim of his own success. He's done quite well um, when he has gone out on loan. Yeah. Um, and I think Preston's still holding me in high regard too. So it, mm. in an instance where you are looking at who's more likely to get offers to come in for Norwich to make a decision on... I think he's one of them. I think if they had a two offers on the table, no, I wouldn't have thought so. No, hmm. and um, I think if you had a choice, but if you had two offers on the table, one for McGovern and one for Deck, I think they'd sell Michael. Okay. But yeah, definitely. that might not be that situation. I'm. I would actually. I'm going to say something a bit uh, potentially unorthodox. I would like to keep Deck okay. as number one because I think he deserved deserves another chance. I really do. Um, he got a string of games in the Premier League which is like Man City Chelsea Arsenal and we just got smashed every game because the defence was useless um, I just uh, it's the fact that he really loves Norwich City that, that I love about him and we need players like that and I think the crowd would really get behind him would really get behind him I don't think I don't think he's out of his depth in the Championship and actually what I'd do is I'd bring a lone goalkeeper underneath deck that's what I'd do who'd be your lone goalkeeper? I'd love to bring Angus Gunn back if he comes in, he won't be coming in as a number two. Wangus? Yeah. Okay. Is he good enough to be number one? I think I, I'd certainly I'd certainly attempt to bring Angus in and 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 again, I think for the for the cup games certainly. Um I know that's not fantastic for his development, but actually I think he'd well he'd obviously play the under twenty one games, he'd play the cup games, 
I'd, I really would. I, to be honest with you, with no, you know, just to be completely transparent. Angus is from Norwich, and I, I was I'm absolutely gutted that he was sold purely on the basis that David fell out of Brian, um, David and Ali Brian Dunn, and I, yeah, that that really frustrates me to this day. And I think Angus has got a huge future ahead of him. Well, at least I hope he has a huge huge future ahead of him. And what would be better than for Angus to break in his massive career at his hometown football club? I think it's a fascinating thing, really, because it's much like the Daniel Farker appointment. If you strip it down, it'd be a 21-year-old goalkeeper who hasn't played any first-team football. And as I said, I'm pretty sure if he came in, he would be the first choice. But what Even better for me. Even better for me. If he was number one, that'd be epic. And it would be... This is what they're trying to do. Hey, did you say this won't happen? I'm definitely not saying it won't happen. I think I think Angus could step up. I think he's held very highly at at Manchester City. He's saving shots from Sergio Aguero in training. Well, is he? Yes, yes, yes. Sure? I don't yes. know what his record is. You know, you're, you know, one in eight, but it's not the point, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, no, 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 seriously, we need to sign players that love Norwich City and want to be at Norwich City. Deck's one of those, Angus is one of those. They need to be good enough to. Yes, but one of the things that we said last season was actually it's kind of more important at the current stage of where we're at that it's actually on the other side of talent it's more hard work and wanting it over natural talent because we've had natural talent we've had players like Stephen Naismith that we've signed for you know big money on big wages and have they delivered enough but it can't be either or you can't go from one to the other you can't go from a manager who's really experienced to oh somebody who's never done it before you just have to have the right person. If you're bringing in players, they, they have to be at the level to do it. I just, can't just go running around. Like I just Andy look Hoops. at the Lambert era. I just look at the Lambert era and I look at the players that we signed. And, you know, I'll, I'll, bring, I'll bring it up every time. Mark Tierney. On paper, you think... They only loved Norwich when they came here. They didn't have any connection to the club beforehand. Yeah, yeah. But the point is, is that they really grew into it. And they Spot. really... They ended up just... Honestly, just bleeding green and mm. yellow. But... Was the talent 10 out of 10, or even 9 out of 10, or even 8 out of 10? I'd say it's probably 6 or 7 out of 10. The thing about Paul Lambert is those players... He got the best out of them. They loved being here. Father they soon got switched out. The turnover in yeah, players was, that's, was that's huge in those three years. It was always 7 or 8 players every season. Yeah. So, um, okay. yeah. It's, it's a bit of a strange situation, because like all of these questions, what we're talking about, it's kind of all up in the air, isn't it? Yeah, really. Like, it's Obviously, of course. Like, yeah. Right, let's finish on a, on a question that we don't have to argue about too much. Um, you're on our My Celebrity Get Me Out of Here. Oh. Which current Norwich player... <laughs> is that what this <laughs> is? Got to yeah. Uh, well, have you found any sort of worms? I'm going to have another strawberry while you ask um, this question. Which current Norwich player would you, have to, would you take on the toughest Bush Tucker trial? <laughs> No, I, mean, I, got, I, get, I guess we have to got kind mine. of first of all got um, understand which Bush Tucker trial it is. Is it kind of an underground? You're with like tarantulas and stuff. Yeah. Is it an eating one? Or I think it's putting your hand in a or something like that. Okay. Rather Ants than or okay. tarantulas or whatever. Who are you taking? Hundred percent. Go on, Graham. Taking Graham Dodd. Big GD. Yeah. Why? Fearless. He's on an away day with me already. You can't do both. Oh, okay. <laughs> can he? Can he do both? I'll let you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, I just, I just think he'd, he'd be quite, he'd be like really trying to not flinch. He'd be like, there's nothing. There's absolutely nothing. Do you think he'd do it? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Stephen Naismith. Really? He'd be like, yeah, well, yeah. So, do you think he'd do it? I think he'd wimp yeah. out of it. I think he'd be like, no way, I'm not going to do that. Just like he does on the pitch. <laughs> uh, harsh, harsh, harsh. Sorry, harsh. I'm going to take, I'm going to take Evo because even oh. if he is does get scared he can run away quick enough can we have an Evo thing? can we <laughs> you just don't get any stars for that no but I don't really if I'm with Evo I don't really care about eating he'd have you on his back as well wouldn't he like running away he'd protect you at all yes. costs piggyback can we yeah. have an Evo Pinto section just very briefly yeah, just because I love him so much what are you going to put in the section I just think we should just praise I think we should have one bit of praise for Pinto I thought he was um, what did he get voted third in the Paris yes. season I thought he was very close to being higher he could have won it. I thought, and if any of them three could have won it. Yeah, yeah. If I the defence had actually performed to a relatively decent level, I think he probably would have. Won I was it. actually quite surprised Johnny was. I feel like I'm bashing Johnny, yeah, you are. Yeah, but you I was are. surprised he was second. But You're not uh, the only one bashing Johnny. So he wasn't so. in my top three. But you know, 
Cool. Anyway, that is the TNT podcast for this week. A massive thanks to Michael for coming on. Thank My pleasure. You. Enjoyed it, boys. Take care. Um, Cheers, Michael. Thank I'm you. Sure. I'll invoice you them strawberries in a bit. Yeah, fine. Uh, <laughs> subscribe on iTunes. Uh, if you haven't already, leave a five-star review. That helps us with the algorithm or whatever that does. Also on SoundCloud if you're not already. And of course, subscribe on YouTube. Hit like and drop a comment. Thanks very much for watching. And I'll see you very soon. Why are you